Good morning. Happy Friday. Congratulations. You made it. Yeah. Some of you were were nip and tuck. I really, (laughs) I didn't think you were going to be here, but guess what? You found yourself here. It's Bruce, Andrea Darlis in for uh, Judy Pilak and uh, DJ Cheese with us right now. So thank you for spending time with us. Now, frustratingly, I would say. You know, we got a lot of things we're going to talk about today. We're going to hit on 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 the topics. We're going to talk about the things that that people are into. It's a Fourth of July weekend we're heading into. Yeah. And one of the concerns, um, it, it's been a concern all week long, has been um, violence over the Fourth of July weekend. As a matter of fact, a little later on the show today, in our eight o'clock hour. I mean, set your alarms if you're about to go back to sleep. Um, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. We have. Um, Alderman Ray Lopez and Pastor Corey Brooks are both going to be with us talking about some of the mitigation efforts, some of what the city council is is trying to do, uh, some of what the the people on the ground in these communities are trying to do to lessen uh, the 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 violence, to to protect innocent people. But before we even get to the weekend, yeah. we're on a Thursday night, right? Oh a God. Thursday. Well, it starts with like a. a Thursday afternoon, mm-hmm. we have to start with some of the violence out there, and, and 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 frustratingly, the violence and the numbers we're talking about, two separate shootings, I would use the term, there was more than two, but two shootings were children, yeah. were the innocent victims in this, and I mean innocent. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Around close to three o'clock, um, a nine-year-old. Shot in the head, sitting in the back seat of a car. At two forty-five, two forty-five in the, in the afternoon. afternoon. Yeah, sun's up. Beautiful day yesterday, right? It was beautiful day. Yes, perfect. Seventy-two inside. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, it was like the inside of a mall. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was. You know, it was it was perfect. And you have this apparently, you know, I, I mean, random in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Then you get to about eight o'clock. Sun's still up. Yeah. Sounds still up. Mm-hmm. You have in the Inglewood neighborhood. You have these guys say they the three males get out of a a vehicle and begin the way they described it, kind of shooting randomly, mm-hmm. shooting in all directions. They weren't targeting individuals. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the oh, there's a group of gangsters on a corner. No, they just start shooting. They strike a one-month-old. Mm-hmm. Randomly, one of these bullets strikes a one-month-old in critical... Con- I mean, I can't imagine a month-old, any bullet wound is going to be critical, right? Yeah, I mean... Right. In the hand, anywhere, yeah. Any one-month-old. One-month-old baby girl. One-month-old. Awful. Awful. We haven't even gotten to the weekend. No. And already we have some of these stories that are... They're heartbreaking. Yeah, absolutely. No. And, and I, you know... Listen... I can acknowledge and understand when two 20-something-year-old gang members on the south side of the Chicago get into a gun battle in the middle of a street over some perceived slight mm-hmm. or because of uh, corner, a turf you're on my corner. or drugs yeah. or whatever, yeah. and one of them is struck and killed. We look at that and go, all right, add them to the tally, but you know what? I mean... You were a gang member shooting it out on the street. Right. Like, this is going to end a certain way. Mm-hmm. I, I do not extend that callousness 
to an infant no. or a nine-year-old sitting in a car seat in the back of a car. I, I just, I can't. No. I can't. I can't justify it because the argument is, well, you know, they live on the south side. Well, the people that live down there don't want to die either. Yeah. No. I mean, so, you're going to condemn them to uh, 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 dodging bullets or being struck right. because of the zip code they were born in? And being afraid to either, well, the parents, bring your child out in the middle of the day as you Two o'clock in the moved. afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't, God. again, well, what? nothing good happens after midnight right. or you're standing on a street corner at 2 a.m. Okay, so what's the excuse for two in the afternoon? Right. What's that excuse? There is none. What's the excuse for eight at night? Right. Exactly. No. You know? Right. You're not being irresponsible. You're not being a bad parent. No. You're not engaging in criminal activity. And, and I think that's really where the the level of frustration. And, and I hopefully you hear it in my voice. The level of frustration I think that people are feeling is that, again, human life is human life. But some people bring it upon themselves. And some people make a variety of bad decisions that could eventually lead to bad things happening to them. Mm -hmm. The one-month-old did not do any of that. No. The nine-year-old girl did not, not do any of that. No. And the other people, too, involved in this shooting, too. The 61-year-old, the 45-year-old. Random, random. Yeah. Walking down the street. Well, And here's how, how you know, we have talked to... And I apologize that I forget the names. I, I, I want, does, is, is Pastor Brooks' organization called Violence Interrupters? Uh, Project Hood. Project Hood. Is his, is his and... There's another one called Violence yeah. Interrupters, yeah. right? Yeah. One of the men struck was one of these neighborhood violence... Uh, Anti-crime activists. Anti-crime activists yeah, out there trying to, sure, trying to yeah. negotiate and trying to, to bring the level of tension down. There's nobody safe. I mean, at that point, right? Mm -hmm. wow. If you're going to shoot the, the guy out there who's attempting to bring peace to the neighborhood, mm -hmm. and your bullet's also going to catch a one-month-old. That's the gamut. And I'm like, who'd you leave out? <laughs> you know, you got, the, who would possibly be safe? Absolutely. And that's the thing. That That is the thing. You mentioned it's Englewood. It's Chatham. It's the loop. I mean, yeah. just the, these random attacks and random gunfire. And, well, and one of the concerns I have is as the focus comes down on some of those neighborhoods. Yeah. And we've heard from... Chicago police and the mayor and others. They're pouring resources mm -hmm. into those areas. You're having an increased police presence. We know that they've what canceled uh, leave off. and yep. days off and vacations. And, you know, cops don't get Fourth of July off. They're going to be working 12 hour days 12 starting hour days. today. Yeah. That's yeah. not an exaggeration. Well, no. you guys have the holiday off. Right. Cops are going to be working 12 hour days right. without a day off in between what? the regular no. shift. It just boom, All right into 12 hour days. The increased police, the heat brought down on those areas, does that cause, quote unquote, the bad guys to go somewhere where there's a little less heat? And and, and does it become like a game of whack-a-mole? Do they then, is that why you're seeing these random acts? You see something happen on Lakeshore Drive, you, yeah. you, 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 a shootout, if you will, you know, uh, over by Soldier Field. You're like, well, wait a minute, hold on, what, what, what the hell's happening? But I can... In my mind, I can understand, man, if there's a cop on every damn street corner in my neighborhood, 
you know, we're going to. We're we're going somewhere else. Right, you're gonna move. <laughs> I mean, we're exactly. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go where the cops are. Yeah. Well, Ray Lopez said they have their scanners on their phones. The guys have these literally it's an app. You are kidding? Yeah. Right. And they're listening, and they're like, "Okay, this is where everybody's. Oh, there's nobody over here. Let's go over there." They know mm-hmm. where the cops are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They know where they are. It's right? it's like a, it's it's quote unquote intelligence information, you yeah. know, and and these these criminal organizations. Uh, some of them are organized gangs. Others are mm, involved in whatever crime that we want to say. I don't, I, you know, whether it be drugs or stealing cars or, or, you know, strong arm robberies, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Um, they're in business to do business. <laughs> you know, they, they are, th- this is their job for lack of better terms. Right. This is what they do. Mm-hmm. And it just strikes me that for all of the talk, and we get a lot of talk. The, the the fail the failure on the part of Mayor Lightfoot and Superintendent Brown is, I think the perception is that all they're doing is talking. I I I, I know there are things going on, but full stop. I know it. Mm-hmm. They're almost so defensive at this point about the violence in Chicago that it's coming across like they're hiding something. I completely completely agree with you. It it's it's. It's almost tit for tat, you know, when, when, and I know we're going to talk about the numbers too, but oh, yes, and I'm using your air quotes, Bruce. Yeah. Crime is down. Literally, they, they, that was one of the, they were talking about, hey, you know, crime's down, good news. By what, 10? <laughs> I, I mean, and you're comparing this to last year when we were in the middle of a pandemic. Panda. Yeah. Come well, on. I thought this was an interesting stat. And uh, I'm going to say I'm going to attribute it to Superintendent Brown. It's not his stat, but he was talking about it. Yeah. That. Murders are down, but shootings are up. And so I just want to point out again, that sounds like luck. Yeah, right. Because I don't think the guys that got out of this car in Inglewood and began firing indiscriminately across the neighborhood were shooting to wound. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They weren't like aim for their ankle. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just dumb luck that it didn't hit. A vital organ, or you, you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. If shootings are up, that means murders could have been up. The bullet just missed an important part of your body. Right. Yeah. That's all. Between January 1st and yesterday, oh boy, there were 332 killings in the city. That's six fewer than the same time last year. Good news. In the, six. In the middle of a pandemic. Six. Six. Not even double digits, and 246 in the first half of 2019. Right, mm. so which, which which would be the real number you'd yeah, be looking right. at? Yeah. Hashtag old normal, right? Oh, little Arcadia for you, DJ Cheese. Damn, Digging look in at the you! I can't, you kidding? You're not going to stop. That's not going to happen. I name that tune in one note. I know, man. All right, I'm he's not going to. I'm a huge oh, Simon LeBon fan. I love Duran Duran. Yeah, love the them. They have a new a new show now called Beat Shazam. Have you seen that? It's like named yes. that tune, but yes. was he saw it last night for the first time. No, oh, I it's thought Simon LeBron was on. I was going to be it. No. Uh, Brian Chavarini is going to host it. No. He hosts everything, doesn't he? He's <laughs> no, the Mario Lopez Seacrest. beats him out for it. He's the new Ryan Seacrest. It's amazing. <laughs> God, as if I need another reason to hate Chavarini. <laughs> no kidding, right? Uh, DJ Cheese, she's uh, Andrea Darlis in for, for Judy. I'm Bruce St. James. And uh, uh, you, uh, I met Simon LeBron once, and I hyperventilated. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> So excited to meet Simon. All right, truth. As cute in person. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. He's a good looking dude. Yeah. 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 He's tall. Yeah. He's a good looking guy.
All of them are. Oh, God. I love those guys. Love Duran. I've met almost oh, everybody God. on the planet. It's the only one that I ever like. was like, okay, hold on. Oh, my God. I think I need to sit down. I think I need to sit down. I'm going to pass out. Um, so it's another day. Uh, it's it's July 2nd, right? It's a Friday. None of those things are unique. Because it's another day on a calendar means, well, it's probably another day that a politician in the state of Illinois, specifically Chicago, has been indicted. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's exactly what happened. I guess I have to refer back to yesterday. But, but Andrea, what the heck is going on with Alderman Kerry Austin. So this is uh, Carrie Austin, 34th Ward Award Alderman Carrie Austin, or I guess I, should, I can say Alder person now, uh, Carrie Austin. I don't even know what the proper terminology is. I hope I'm not being disrespectful. No, it's always been Alderman, 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 right. Alderman, but they just passed a new law. I think it, I don't know if it went into effect yesterday, but now oh, the God. city council persons are going to be called Alder person. Alder person. Alder person. Oh, right. So There's another here, thing I won't do right. right? Okay, so, let's like keep Mary going. Mary Austin. Yeah. There, but, you, no. but you are right, Bruce. So in total, since yeah. 1973, 30 Chicago aldermen convicted of corruption. Convicted! convicted of corruption. <laughs> However, those numbers do go down slightly this year, and I say slightly. Carrie Austin becomes the third sitting alderman indicted this year. The third this year, and the second already this year to face federal charges. M- mine is the other one. <laughs> no, she's been on. <laughs> Mine's the other one. Oh no, really? Yeah. So there is a website, yeah. which is sad in itself. Has your? It's called Has My Alderman Been Indicted dot com. That not exaggerating. That's not like I just made up a fake. No, website. it's true. And so I I put a link up on the Twitter machine. You can go to the Bruce St. James on Twitter. Click on the link. Has your alderman been indicted? Is the big letters that come up when you go to there, and it says because at this point you got to ask, what's your address? Okay, let me type that in. Got it. All right, right here, Mean Streets of Streeterville. Enter. Yes, uh, my alderman oh. has been indicted. I live in the eleventh ward, and Alderman Patrick Daly oh, Thompson yeah. was charged uh, April twenty ninth right. of this year for making false statements, following false income tax returns. So mine, uh, I'm on the yes. You're on the yes. Okay, or I'm on the my, no. You're a no. I'm a no. Okay, I have, uh, Napolitano the, is my alderman. It's. Still early. It's not even 6 a.m. I'm just <laughs> going to throw it guy. out there. He's a good I guy. Hope, okay. Yeah, we'll, I hope we'll so. see, though. But Carrie Austin and her top aide, Chester Wilson, allegedly. Alleged. You always have to say. Shepherded that. a new real estate development through City Hall bureaucracy starting in 2016 and were allegedly given home improvement perks from a developer seeking to influence them. Both charged with federal bribery and bribery. official misconduct. How they caught her, Bruce? I'm ready. She was text messaging. Of course. And they have her text messaging. Of course, you have an electronic said, record of you right. committing your bribery. Very. Uh, Wilson allegedly texted a contractor a picture of a kitchen cabinet and said, mm. Austin wants these installed. Get it done. Um, and she was asking for white or vain white for the bathroom. <laughs> and the indictment also alleges that Wilson told the developer, quote, make sure they do my heating and air. While you're at it, well. check out the AC unit, you know, while you guys are, uh, while I'm passing this through, while I'm running it through the city council. Right. Uh, I need you over there working on the house. Pronto. And then she got a sump pump, too? Yes, there was a sump pump that There's was asked sump pump for. Just asked redo for everything. Sump pumps. At this point, take it down to the concrete and start over. Right. And, <laughs> then, and then the final text was, if I get what I want next week, 
it's worth it. Uh, uh, even put wait, a deadline wait, on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Be, be, hey, be ashamed if something happened to your uh, development, <laughs> yeah. you know, not uh, for nothing. If this uh, didn't happen by Friday, be a big shame if that whole thing fell apart. Unbelievable. Because so. don't, uh-oh. Caught up in this? Exactly, Nick. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. What is it? So, so here, the, the, uh, is yep. this a fair question to ask? Are are people who are prone to this behavior, criminal behavior, let's call it what it is. It is. Are they drawn to political office or does the office turn them into criminals? Which is it? Ooh. Which is it? Boy, Nick, I, I don't know what. Yeah. Wow. Oh, just, they, yeah, you go in a nice they person get in there and, then and they're, they're like, like, I'm going to go change the world. And all of a sudden people start showing up with, got some money for you. Yeah. 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 It's okay. like the Shawshank Redemption. When Andy Dufresne, right, right, it turned him into a criminal. So that is Andrea Darlis who just compared the (laughs) Chicago City Council to the Shawshank Shawshank Redemption, which might actually be one of the more accurate descriptions of that I'm an optimist. I'm an optimist. I Uh see the word redemption. Okay. Uh, okay. So we'll wait till this plays out in court and the charges are detailed a little bit. Well, I, I will remind you, you know, charged is not convicted. That's correct. And if you guys want to just do something fun in general, because uh, I've now been admonished multiple times by HR departments, so I know it's good. <laughs> you know, if you know if you if the HR person oh, calls you in the HR, office, yeah, uh, you know so, you're doing yeah. something good, right? Yeah. When you even when I started here, you have to fill out a job app. They have to have one like on file, mm-hmm. right? So you're filling it out. Have you ever been convicted of a felony? It's on almost every one of them, yep. right? They have that little thing? Yes. And I always write. It, it says yes, do, and then there's a line. And I always write, never convicted. <laughs> you do. Do you really do Absolutely, no. I do. Never convicted. <laughs> no. And I literally, the HR person said, "You're you're going to have to redo this." Yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not putting <laughs> not that in the file. Not a lot of sense of humor in uh, most. I was HR. like, right, check the no. Although, Never convicted. Although Jocelyn ours is is yes. hilarious. Yes. She's the best. Uh, listen, they appreciate the humor. Yeah, they're not putting it in the file. <laughs> no, this is not going in your permanent file. When asked if you've been convicted of a crime, <laughs> right. Never no. convicted. Never uh, convicted. That mm-hmm. is an accurate statement. Yeah. It is true. Never convicted. Mm-hmm. Wow. Even back then. Oh. Wow. Did McCarthy own the station back then? I'm wow. curious, right? <laughs> Good grief. The things they wow. ask, right? Yeah. But I, I triple know. dog dare you next time you fill one out. I triple dog dare, uh, by the way, so you have to do it, yep, right? That's a law. <laughs> have you ever been convicted? Just right. Never convicted. Never convicted. Speaking of criminals, right? Oh. Time for our criminal of the day. Yes. I'm going to give a shout out to James Clark, a 25 year veteran of the Boston Police Department who really took the dog ate my homework scam to an extreme. Try and follow me on this one. Mm. Allegedly, <laughs> Officer Clark agreed to help his friend's brother create an elaborate excuse for missing work. The unnamed man was a city bus driver who had a problem with sleeping in. And he was going to be fired if he showed up late one more time. Of course, after an all-night of partying, he was going to be late. Instead of going in and facing the music, though, he went to Officer Clark and begged him to falsify a police report that the reason he missed work was he'd been arrested for assault and battery of his girlfriend. Come on. How 
he thought this was a better story than, quote, I overslept (laughs) is unclear, but none of the things in Officer Clark's fake police report actually happened. The bus driver was eventually fired when the scam fell apart under scrutiny, but that is not a crime. It is a violation of the law and, not surprisingly, against Boston police policy to create a fake crime, write it into a police report, and give it to your friend's brother so he won't get fired. So for going along with and agreeing to participate in this level of stupid, you, Officer Clark, are the Bruce St. James Show criminal of the day. All suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law, no matter how crazy they are. Wow. The dog ate my homework. Or... I was arrested for assault and battery <laughs> of, of my, my girlfriend, oh my God. and that's why I couldn't come yeah. to work today. That'll get you off every time. I'd go with, I slept in it. Yeah, come I on. slept in sounds a lot better. Yeah. It sounds a lot better. <laughs> Is it proud or embarrassing to be the Bruce St. James criminal? Yeah, I don't think it's a good thing. Yeah. I really don't. Good morning. Happy Friday. Let's jump right into the 6 o'clock hour. We're going to take a look at the big three stories that everyone is paying attention to. And Cheese, you kick us off. Yeah. Local officials are sounding the alarm over a rise in COVID. Oh, God. Right? But it's in the state with the lowest vaccination rate. Arkansas! Arkansas. Yeah. Andrea? Another Chicago alderman has been indicted. Carrie Austin and her chief of staff indicted on bribery charges. Shocking. Another shocking development, right? (laughs) Uh, will the last person out of Afghanistan please turn off the lights? The last U.S. troops have left Bagram Air Base uh, just moments ago. The plane took off. There will still be a military presence in Afghanistan, but nearly 20 years later, we have taken all the troops out of Afghanistan, and we wish them loads of luck. Wow. They're going to need it. All right. Uh, it is, obviously, the 4th of July weekend upon us. Some people got what they thought was a head start yesterday. You see some of the traffic yesterday afternoon? Oh, thought you got a head start, yes. right? How'd that turn horrible out? Horrible traffic How'd yesterday. How'd that turn out? Yeah. We told you. We told you. If you thought you were going to get a head start leaving Thursday afternoon, so did everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So now those people that heeded our warning are saying, okay, I heard them. Right. Thank you, WLS. Mm-hmm. For tipping us off, we're gonna we're gonna leave this afternoon. No, no, it's still gonna be a mess. It's awful. Sunday Sunday morning was the day you said to leave. Sunday morning, it'll be clear clear wherever you want to go. Sunday, wide open. Knock yourselves out. (laughs) Other than that, good luck. So this is a weekend though, and obviously people are gonna be getting together. Fireworks can, and I'm I'm hesitant to do this. I'm hesitant to do this, and and take a place to task. Because they're very sweet to us, and they're very nice to us. And I, as a streeter villain, I am a neighbor of Navy Pier. Oh, yeah. I, wa- I walked the pier yesterday, by the way. I did my little walk. I went and walked around. And it's all open now, that, like, indoor mall area. Everything's oh, open. Nice? Yeah. Fully open, yeah. Beautiful views. But while the list of places that are doing fireworks, either Saturday or Sunday, is long and prestigious Mm -hmm. and goes from one end of the state to the other, for goodness sakes, right? Yes. The place they aren't doing fireworks is Navy Pier, including the the normal fireworks they do. There's signs up everywhere now. No fireworks July 3rd or July 4th. They did fireworks last Saturday. 
Yeah. yeah they're going to do, do fireworks yeah. next Saturday. Yes. And they're Wednesday. Not do, yeah. They're not doing them this weekend. I wonder if it's because there's so many other places doing them. Maybe. I don't know. You know they said that they couldn't do their normal fire their normal fireworks that they do on the 4th of July because they didn't have time to plan for it. Well, how the hell did everybody else get to plan for it? That's a great question. Miranda had a really good point, Uh-oh. and this sounds very... I would think maybe... It's not often Miranda yeah, has good points, so that, I really that, think we, need to, we need to highlight this in some that way, shape, odd. or form. Miranda Let's timestamp no, this. She, Paul Guinness. She said, I bet it's because they don't want, you know, with with the stories that we've been talking about, the increase in crime and large gatherings, and they're just, you know, being extra cautious now yeah, that everything's reopened. but everyone else has no problem with it. I mean, I mean I don't know. get me wrong. Every other municipality, but, township, and city is having its own, if not multiple, firework displays. townships and towns. This isn't, it's not Chicago. Anything can go wrong at Navy Pier. A gun goes off while the fireworks are going off. There's a whole bunch of Boy, people you are, there. you are just I'm, negative I'm Nelly. Good. I don't, no, no, I don't like Fourth of July. I'm just a streeter villain and I ain't scared. <laughs> well, this is my hood. Be. You should bulletproof vest, they everything should. when you go out. A helmet. So maybe they're just trying to alleviate yeah. the size of the crowds mm. this holiday weekend, perhaps. I don't know. It seems like it would be. Well, you know, if you want to see some fireworks, do, yeah. just come out to my, you know, apartment complex. Your apartment complex is doing. How's it going? Some idiot next door seems to light them off every night between <laughs> 10 and 10 30. He's been celebrating <laughs> the 4th of July since what, mid May? Right. right around yeah, there? Yeah, right about there. Yeah, right about there. Every every night. I don't know where he night. went. He went to the, like Don's Dynamite <laughs> store because. He's apparently got half sticks of dynamite that he fires off about every three Don's minutes. Don's dynamite. I'm oh Googling God. it. If there isn't a Don's dynamite store, I'm going to make sure there yeah. is one by the end of the day. Remember Crazy Kaplan's? Is uh, that still the I, big yes. fire, fire Crazy Kaplan, yeah. Not advocating, of course. No, right, right on the border. You know, can, yes. I, can I say, I, 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 I think that you need to look at what Miranda's saying because I seem to remember... 2019, maybe okay. a little before then, Old there normal. was a shooting at Navy Pier, mm-hmm. right around the fireworks. On the 4th uh, of July? I believe on the 4th of July. Andrea, do you remember Yeah, I think that? he's right. I think you're absolutely right. And there was right. A, like a stampede. Yes. And people got injured. But there's yeah. going to be tons of people. That, you're absolutely they're right. They're going to be there anyway, aren't they? I mean, yeah, yeah, yesterday was a Thursday afternoon. Thursday, I want to say 2.30, 3 o'clock. I walked down Navy Pier. Packed. Yeah. Pack yeah. the, the Ben and Jerry's. There's a line of forty people to get ice cream. I mean, it's it just packed, right? But it used to be Taste of Chicago. Remember this, Nick? Taste mm-hmm. of Chicago was always this week, and it, July it, it ended, ended boom, right fireworks. with the yeah. fireworks. And it was oh my gosh, from North Avenue Beach all the way down to. 31st so are you telling Street. me that we're, we're changing city traditions because of a fear of violence? Perhaps. I mean, is that, is that basically that where we're at? I I I wouldn't say that's wrong. Wow. Yeah. Here, July, July, so this is a report from July 5th of 2019. Mm -hmm. One person was killed, 14 others wounded on Independence Day due to gun violence in Chicago, blah, blah, blah. What do they say? Uh, Three people were stabbed, 16 people were trampled at Navy Pier. There you go. There you go. I mean, so it's happened in the past. And yes, Andrea is right. Things used to coincide with each other, right? You'd yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Right. And they started separating those two. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Can I, uh, all right, well, as we say, we know there won't be fireworks at Navy Pier, but it's about the only place there won't be fireworks, right? This is true. You'll be able to see them absolutely everywhere else. Yes. And including cheeses, 
Right outside my yeah, come, right on, outside come hang unit. out in my apartment come complex. Over there. Just, yeah. guy, there's some guy blowing stuff up uh, out in the common area. Every single kick him in the shin. <laughs> every single you know, if I will beat if the you're, crap out of his shin. If you're shins. in Chicago, find an apartment complex or find a a, yeah. a, a safe rooftop and a just rooftop. look around. Oh, uh, okay. Just they're everywhere. I don't think they're gonna let me on the roof of my building, but I I'm gonna ask him nicely. Uh, <laughs> I know people at the front. Why desk. are you wearing a base jumping pair? Yeah, <laughs> you're not allowed up here, sir. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be? So my my idiot brother, I do want to point out that. The lawyer, by the way. Oh, TSA. For the government. Yeah, heard about this. For the government. Um, I was recently back in Virginia, a couple weeks ago, and I had to, uh, uh, we were racing in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So I drove it to a two-hour drive. Well, Pennsylvania is the wild, wild west when it comes to fireworks. Oh. Uh, Don's Dynamite Store. Yeah, it's right there, (laughs) right? And they put them right on the border. So it's Virginia, Maryland. Oh, yeah. Pennsylvania and Maryland and Virginia stay on the Ironworks Fay. Really? No, oh no, mm-hmm. those are bad That's against how it is law. With Illinois and Indiana, yeah, right? Yeah. But right on the border. <laughs> Welcome to Pennsylvania. Dunn's Dynamite yep. store is right there. My idiot brother, the lawyer, loaded up, calls me. Hey, on your way to the racetrack, do you mind stopping? Where am I stopping? Well, just stop in and get some fireworks. What do you want? Some sparklers or some twizzlers? No. no. I, I, he goes, you, you got a budget of about $500. And he goes, I need the mortars. Mortars. Mm-hmm. Oh, They're yeah. called mortars. <gasps> yeah. Oh, and I said, <laughs> and I'm in the store. I'm like, I don't know how to buy fireworks. What kind of mortars do you want? And he goes, okay, so here's the deal. This one, this is an attorney. Yeah. Get the ones with like a 12, 12 mortar shots. Some of them are like 20 and 30. That's too many. The cops can zero in on where we are. So he goes, only give me like, give me a 10 or 12 mortarer so I can set that off and we can get away. Yeah. Move to the next corner. Go to the next Wasn't block. Us. So the police can't zero in where you are as my brother in, in Arlington, Virginia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is, is planning to blow up the neighborhood okay. this weekend. Are you sure your brother's and not here by my apartment? <laughs> by the way, I'm driving back across two state borders with, a with an entire load. trunk yes. load of mortars. I was like, I literally... Literally, I was like, I think I'm breaking domestic terrorism rules. But Timothy but you, McVeigh didn't have that much explosives on him. But you can just say, these are only 12s. These no, aren't the, the 20s 12, or the 30s. The 12-shotters. And the excuse, they're for my brother. They're not for me. Yeah. It not, wasn't me. Not mine. But not my, Fireworks. I'm just as shocked as you are, officer. And he's an attorney. Don't worry. Yeah, my idiot brother. I'd yeah. have to I'd have to get my, my sister-in-law, though, Uh to help me, she's the good attorney in oh, the family. The good one. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, the good, good one. one. So she, her, I would yeah. hire her, but no, I'm not, I would not hire my brother. He'd be, he'd be the defendant right next to me, the idiot. Nothing. It's um, uh, six six Sputnik. Ah! Um, love missile F one eleven. What is it? The part what? you took the fun out of it. Yeah, was no. it? You nailed it. Oh, I did. Yes. Oh, yeah, I thought you. Right. I thought I got it wrong. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. By the way, uh. You are listening to a radio show that <laughs> just played Sig Sig Sputnik. <laughs> Love Missile F-111. F-111? Is that the name of the full title? Or I something? believe so. F- I, I don't know why you're yeah, listening, right? but, but here we are. Here, we have found ourselves here. Filled I'm Bruce. with useless knowledge. <laughs> yes. I swear to goodness. I, I can't remember my mother's maiden name on certain days, but I know Sig Sig Sputnik. <laughs> Love Missile F-111 when you oh. start playing it. Uh, Andrea Darlis in for, for Judy. He's DJ Cheese over there trying to stump me. Good luck on that. Yeah. Um, so apparently everyone is going to space. And by everyone, I mean like all of the billionaires out there. All of the, all of the, uh, uh, 
Jeff Bezos, yeah. Amazon, mm-hmm. he's doing it right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Richard Branson, yep. Uh, Elon Musk, of course, yeah. right? Yeah. But how can I just point out? How come none of them are Batman at this point? How come none of them have gone that route? They haven't gone the crime fighting route. They all just want to go to space. It's true. How I come totally not one of them has become Batman or Iron Man? Oh. <laughs> I totally would have done that, but I'm too oh, short. Boy. There is it. Well, you look in the suit, though. I'll give you that. Look on that. Thank you. But uh, the latest is that uh, Jeff Bezos, the Amazon, I guess what former Amazon? Mm-hmm, he? Mm-hmm. he just living off of the living off the royalties now. Um, richest man in the world. He's going to space, but he's t- he's taking a special guest with him. Oh, this is cool. Okay. This is cool. You want me to say yes, it? please. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you wanted me to. No, no, no. Steal it's the only lead. you. Steal it. Wally Funk. Wally. Love him. She. Oh. She. A girl named Wally. Is an 82 year old woman who trained for NASA and never got to go into space. There's until so now. much to unpack right there. First off, how cool is that? We have an 82 year old woman named Wally. Yeah. Yeah. Who I did not know there were female astronauts that trained with trained with NASA mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, she had volunteered for the Mercury Thirteen program. Yes, and for reasons that we could probably all figure out, they didn't pick any women astronauts. Yeah, there was in nineteen sixty one for the Women yeah. in Space program. Yeah, women in space, mm-hmm. and they didn't pick her. So she's going now. Jeff Bezos has chosen her. To go with him, his brother. Oh. You got it a brother suck that's to be yeah, Jeff Bezos' oh, brother, totally. right? <laughs> My brother you... makes me smuggle fireworks from Pennsylvania across state lines. <laughs> Jeff Bezos' brother's taking him to space. You wouldn't call uh, him your idiot brother. I yeah, no kidding. No. My favorite brother. And yeah. is taking 82-year-old Wally. Wally. We need to figure her name's got to be like Walida. I bet it's like yeah, Wallace. Walida or, Funk. Yeah. I would be very uncomfortable calling an eighty-two-year-old woman Wally to her face. I would, I would, I would do that. She's got to be a badass. You know she 82 was two years old in yeah. the space. It Come says on. that she was the youngest woman to graduate from this program back in nineteen sixty-one. She said she was told that she had done better and completed the work faster than any of the guys. What a shock! And then and, she got the old hey, sweetheart. We decided to yeah, pick uh, somebody else. Right. So she never got to go. Pick that Armstrong guy. You know, it's interesting because there is a a show. If you are in, I'm into space. Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated by, like I said, the Mercury, the Apollo, the Gemini programs, the space shuttle. My neighbor was a space shuttle commander. Wow. Well, when I was growing up as a little maggot in McLean, Virginia, the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, um... I swam on swim team. And, you know, kids in the neighborhood type thing. We're on the swim team. We used a four by one, four by 25 relay. I don't think it was four by 100. It was like eight years old. <laughs> couldn't swim 100. Kitty pool. Couldn't swim 100 pool, yeah. if I had, if I tried. With the it water, water wings. Yeah. 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 The floaties. The floaties. I mean, the floaties slowed me down, but I was still pretty good. Um, and, you know, when you're a little kid, you don't fully understand like what parents do. They're just like ATMs, and they cook meals. And they're, and they're old. They're, and they're old people. Yeah, yeah. They can drive, and you can't. Um, but we did like show and tell, where you 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 could come in and talk about what they did, you know, like careers. And I remember my friend, um, 
His dad comes in, and his dad's an astronaut. <laughs> I'm like, and my dad's like, where, where do I come? Like, you're not going. No, you're yeah, not, not going. We're not, That's we're the not, mic drop. That, I was going to say, we've already had an astronaut. Everything sucks. Now, at that time, they weren't actually going into space. There was no. He was he was training to be a space shuttle pilot, uh, the commander of yeah, a yeah, lander. Yeah, yeah. He, he since then went up twice. Oh, commander Allen. So cool. Yeah, he was cool. my neighbor. Holy my neighbor. Cow. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. But um, I, w- I, I would go to space in a heartbeat. Yeah. Okay. I would agree. Right now, you- hold on right now. Je- dear Jeff Bezos, dear Richard Branson, dear Elon Musk. My answer is yes. And you both, you guys didn't even hesitate. when oh, I yeah, go. Yeah, I'd no. go this afternoon. If they say, yeah. could you be ready by, uh, I don't know, 10 o'clock? Yeah, I got to go. Right let's now, go. Right let's now. go. I'd run out the front door. Got to go. Yeah, I'd be like, I couldn't say no fast enough. Really? I swear to God. Space. I know. I the love final space. Frontier. No, I, I like space. Space is cool. I love seeing the picture. I would look at your pictures. <laughs> I would. Oh, I would. I would Instagram gladly be like, show would me your pictures. Sick. Would be on fleek. Oh, Are you kidding me, you guys? I would look no at your cap, pictures no extra all day long. But the whole thought. And here's why. It's not I'm ready. That, I'm not afraid of heights. Okay, I'm not good. A, I love to you're fly. Way up there. Flying you know, is fun. I would skydive. Okay, no good. No problem. Good. I don't want to get sick. You don't want to Ralph. I don't, you know, it's all, it's zero gravity. You yeah, can't touch the gravity. ground. You're going to be spinning around in circles. Floating sounds like fun. But all I can think of is just, I don't want to throw up in oh, for front of other of people. Just don't eat. How's that? <laughs> I don't want to be sick. <laughs> don't eat. I don't want to be sick. I think that would ruin the whole experience. You wouldn't you'd get used I'm to sure it after a while. I'm sure they all do it. I'm going to say, you're not like you wouldn't be the first. Yeah. I bet Wally did never threw up. Wally Funk. No. 82-year-old Wally Funk, the lady heading into space. So, all right, I'm just going to listen. I in hope you guys go. I would, in yeah, a yeah, heartbeat. I'm My hope- answer is yes ahead of time. Um, I, I, I don't want to, you know, it's it's this story that I remember a week ago when it happened. We were on air. We come in in the morning, and there had just been this report that a building had fallen down. And this is the one in Surfside, Florida, just north of Miami Beach. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm not happy that I was right, but I remember talking about looking, I go, I don't think this is good. Like, uh, this doesn't look survivable. Right? Sorry, you know, I say that. This is not good. And we know that. Over a week later, when you look at that pile of rubble, it doesn't look like it's moved. No, it doesn't. I'm like, it's, it's, it still looks like a pile of rubble. It does. It's still over, over 100 people missing, uh, unaccounted for, I guess, is the terminology they, they use right now. But we're learning a little bit more because I got to believe that there are people, maybe not just in Miami Beach, maybe not just on that strip of land, but there's probably people... In a lot of other areas, wondering, so exactly how safe are these buildings? Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. They've got to be thinking it. Even the buildings, like the high-rises here downtown that sway. Mine moves. It and creaks. you can feel it. Yeah, I mean, and you can, on a very windy day. Yeah, that windy days. Me. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that was a thing, by the way. Yeah. I didn't know the building would move in the wind. I was like... What, what? I was like, wait, wait, what? what was that? What was that? <laughs> Can I move that a few different. floors down? <laughs> That's different. I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah. Nobody else seemed to be freaking out. I'm like, yeah, I, okay. I guess this is the, how the world works. But there was actually, we're, we're, we're getting, using science in a variety of ways. 
Andrea, we're learning what satellite images might be a part of the clue as to exactly what happened. Satellite images have actually showed that this building was in need of such repair. The data showed that it was actually sinking into the earth as many as as much as early as 2015. Is when some of these images are now we're learning now through CNN, and then CNN received 200 plus letters. Uh, from people that had written to the condo association saying, hey, the facade's starting to crumble. And then the cracks showing the up cracks, and things like that because yes. the, 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 what do you call it, the, uh, you know, the, the ground that, was shifting underneath it. Yeah, and the structural foundation of it was just literally just moving down. I saw an interesting video. And the, there's been, you've seen, we, by now I think we've all seen the video of the building collapsing, right? Yeah. This is a different video. This couple... We're staying across the street, okay? And they were out, looked like they were maybe out for a walk. Mm-hmm. And probably like a lot of buildings you see, they go by the garage. It's got a gate, you know, yeah. kind of a key card swipe or whatever. But you can see into the garage. It's just a gate. And there's water pouring from the ceiling. Yes, in the garage. In the garage, yeah. underneath the building. Right, hmm. Okay, so it's you're looking into the garage from the street, and this is moments before this thing collapsed. So what was right above the garage? The pool. See? So we've now had, I'm just piecing this together. This is like Scotland Yard. We've had two people now say they saw the pool deck or the pool yeah. start to collapse mm-hmm. or implode. Right. So I don't know. It's chicken and egg. I don't know which one came first. Right. Did did the ground start to shift and like the pool crack open or the pipes under the pool burst and you started to have water pouring down and then that undermined things? Or did the pool foundation itself fail in some way, shape or form? And that caused structural failures of other things around it. And that's that's the key question right now, because when you said pool. So in in October of 2018, the condo board got together and said, all right, we need to hire this firm to make the repairs, which we've heard about now. There was an engineer on site a few days beforehand. But this engineer said that there was a major error in design. And the first thing that he talked about, Bruce, the waterproofing for the entrance and the pool deck. And they said, and the planters that weren't right. I think one of the frustrating things, and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to liken this disaster and that's what it is. It's, it's, it's a tragedy and it's a disaster. I'm going to liken it to, a plane crash. And I want you to follow me on this. For whatever reason, I've been fascinated by plane crashes. Plane crashes and serial killers. I, de- I desperately need therapy. A um, little bit. <laughs> no plane has ever crashed because of one thing. It's always a series. Yes. It's a part failure leading to a system failure, leading to a human error, or it's human error leading to... There's always a series of things that go wrong. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. It strikes me that with the building inspector memos, the videos, the the residents complaining about cracks or this, that, and the other... There's a series of things that went wrong with this condo leading up to it falling down. I, I don't think it's a mystery. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. It didn't fall down out of nowhere. Mm-mm. When you start looking into the last five or ten years, 
the signs were there. Absolutely. The, the, the red flags were waving. Yeah, and Anisha Dardwalker said, on your show, buildings don't just crumble. They just they don't fall just down. just don't boom and and collapse. And the, the pictures of this, you know, from the images, the satellite images, you know, it shows now that they're going back and looking and zooming in. They said in the parking garage beneath the building, yeah. which you said, Bruce, abundant cracking and spalling of varying degrees was observed in concrete columns, beams, and walls. So you can imagine... That if a, if the garage underneath your building failed, collapsed, broke, the whole whole thing just falls down into the basement, for lack of better terms, right? Mm -hmm. The whole thing collapses in out of itself. And if you saw the video, and I think we've all identified that, that the collapse starts at the bottom, not at the top. The top floor didn't fall onto the second floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Top, the second one. The 14th floor didn't fall on the 13th floor. No, no, no. The bottom collapsed, and then the whole thing came down on top of it. Right, like pulling the tablecloth out from under it. Very good, yeah. So, listen, it's still, I, I think they still call it a rescue effort, although I think one of the, the things and, and, and the reality that maybe has set in is that they have uh, microphones, they have v- video equipment, you know, like scope cameras, they have dogs, uh, yeah. and there have been no... Signs of life, there's been no uh, noises, there's yeah. been nothing coming out of this building now a week later, and and I think we're at recovery at this point. I, I don't think there's much left to be rescued, sadly mm-hmm. enough, and we, we know that the, the death toll is going to continue to climb in this, but it does bring up a lot of questions. If you lived on Miami, would you be comfortable right now in no. those buildings? Yeah, not really? at all. No. I'd, think tw- I'd still go, but I'd think twice. I'd be like, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But I need, I need to, know to see more your blueprints. I need to see I need some to satellite see images. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! I got again. All we can do is hope. Hope for the best. <laughs> uh, how difficult is it to run a restaurant these days? Um, I have a friend, Josh, who has uh, a deli. Okay. Yeah. He's in Arizona. It's called Miracle Mile Deli. It's fantastic. But I saw something interesting and. It really drove home for me maybe the real challenges that the restaurant industry is having. Let me give you an example. So, Josh posted something and he said, hey, I just want to give you guys a quick peek into the restaurant industry for those that care. This is a family business that's been in his family for generations. He said our beef prices are up 47%. Oh, yeah. Our chicken prices are up a minimum of 40% for breast, 100% or more for, for, for wings. Jeez. Pork is up 51%. Cod is up 30% limited availability. Credit card usage and associated fees are up. Okay? They charge more. Paper products are up 20%. Delivery fees are up because fuel is up. Yes. And orders are not always filled because drivers are limited. Mm -hmm. Staffing is down. Wages are up. That's what it's like to run a restaurant these days. It's almost impossible. Well, it's almost, I don't know how you, um, how, how do you, how do you accurately price your items on the menu if you never know at any given moment what they're going to cost? And how do you profit? I mean, how do you make a, a living to keep everything going? Yeah. Well, I think that's the, the real challenge I think a lot of people are having out there right now. And, uh, Joining us right now, he's a, an expert in the restaurant industry, is Chris DeRod. 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 Apologize, Chris. Good morning to you. 
Good morning. How are you? I was just detailing a friend of mine's restaurant and how the price of everything in the restaurant has gone up. All of their, all of their <laughs> supplies, food, paper products, etc. That it just flat costs more these days. Restaurants are feeling this pinch and this pain everywhere, aren't they? You know, a lot of restaurants are. There's many restaurants who are who are in contract pricing who are maybe not feeling as much of it, and then. You know, a lot of us know that a lot of these costs are going to come back down, and they're not they're not permanent. Um, you know, the labor the the labor shortage has probably been the biggest pressure on our business. But yeah. you know, business is good. We've got a lot of guests coming into the restaurants. Um, business is good. It's just hard to staff, and you know, for some restaurants, the cost of 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 goods sold, the food, and and things that we're using that we're serving the guests um basically the food the prices have gone up and that's been that's been a little difficult but um all in all i'll take it you know i'll take it business is good and i'm i'm happy with where our business is today and you know i see the labor shortage correcting and i see the the uh, food prices coming down so, Chris, you think this is just temporary because now every, everybody is so excited to get out. I mean, I've been excited to get out, get back <laughs> yeah. into restaurants, go eat out again. And I think everyone's been doing their part in, you know, eating locally, buying locally and, and tipping well, too, because that's important. You know, you got to tip well because everyone's going through this together. But I do notice, you know, it is 15 bucks for a hamburger as opposed to 10 or, you know, it is a little yeah. bit more for your food. You're noticing it's that. not, it's not going to keep me from going out to eat. Cause I still like to go out and eat, but you do think that's a little bit of a blip that this will come back down to normal and readjust itself. I think so. I think it's a, it's, it's temporary. You know, the, the, the issues that have caused this are temporary issues. Um, so I do think some of these issues are temporary, um, you know, that being said, some of the restaurants that have taken price, I mean, I, I, I hope you haven't really seen anyone take a 50% price increase. Hopefully it's more like three to 5%. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably not going to lower their prices. Um, I've never seen a restaurant lower their prices. So, um, I think the, the food pricing being up and the labor shortage, um, I think those are temporary issues, but if you've seen restaurants take pricing, those prices are probably going to stay elevated. Yeah, yeah, that tends to kind of be the, the, the trend out there. So, uh, Chris, we appreciate your insight into this. We wish not only you, but the entire industry the best of luck. We're cheering. We're cheering for you guys. He's Chris DeRode, a restaurant industry expert, uh, as we, we, we look at. And, and again, I listen, these, especially local restaurants. Yes. These are your neighbors. Yeah, that's right. These are members of your community. Oh, yeah. And it is, even though people are coming back, and that's good, nobody's arguing. When you take a look at kind of the inflation in the industry now, when you look at the price of everything they're serving is going up, uh, you can see how the... I've never heard anybody tell me that the, the margins were huge in the restaurant business to begin with. They got to be razor thin right now. Absolutely. Got to be razor thin, Support right? Yep. So, uh, we're cheering for you guys. All of you that work in the restaurant industry, we want you to do great. Big stories that people are talking about. Andrea Darlis, start us off. Oh, well, <laughs> another Chicago alderman's been indicted. This time it's Carrie Austin and her chief of staff, allegedly for bribery. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. 
The United States officially handed over Bagram Airfield to the Afghans today. The last American troops on a plane leaving Afghanistan. Leaving it to what is the big question, Cheese? You know, we were supposed to be back to normal by the 4th of July. President Biden said everything's back to normal. Well, in Arkansas, COVID cases are rising, but... Arkansas happens to be the lowest vaccinated state in the union. It's almost as if there's a uh, a some, connection, some sort of correlation between the two: yeah, infection rates and vaccination. Yeah. Eh. So, who can figure science out anymore? Right? It's probably a scam. Don't worry about it. It's all being made up. It's just a hoax. Uh, hey, you, Andrea Darlis, we're just speaking about yet another. Alderman. Chicago Alderman, mm-hmm. who has run afoul, if you will, of the law. Joining us right now, he's our political analyst, Pat Brady. Uh, Pat, I suppose we could have you on just about every day to talk about a different uh, a politician, the state of Illinois, who's found themselves under, oh, I don't know, federal indictment or something. But this is just the latest in a, in a long string. I asked a question earlier, Pat, and I'm curious because you have a background in politics, you you also were a, a prosecutor, for goodness sakes. You've kind of seen this from a couple different angles. Does politics draw people to it with a propensity to cut the corners, take bribes, whatever? Or does getting elected and being in that office and being around it send people down the wrong path? Which is it? I got to know. Well, quickly, just one other thing. I'm also, uh, more importantly than that background, very good friends with Andrea Darlis, and it's an honor to be on with <laughs> oh, her today. Oh, Pat, yeah. I love you. I haven't seen you, buddy, in ages. <laughs> Welcome. And, you know, that's a great question, but I think here in Chicago, when you just talk about the older people that have been indicted, so what, 30 since 1972, I think it's a combination of things. But top-line answer, I don't think anybody goes into public service or politics thinking they're going to get indicted. That jail's not a pleasant place, Fair. from what I've mm-hmm. experienced. But, but do they go there the thinking they're going to enrich themselves? Well, th- there might be some of that, but that is com- kind of component one. It's the setup. And the, on the alder people in Chicago have are very powerful and have that aldermanic prerogative mm. where they control a lot in their ward. I know the mayor's tried to curb some of this with some resistance, but that's what this case, the Kerry Austin case, is all about. Second, I think it's kind of a historic history in the culture. I mean, this has state does have a history of corruption. The city as a history of corruption going back to the beginning. And third, I think we do have a very aggressive uh, United States Attorney's Office here. Uh, And they've been doing this for a long, long time. They know how to do it. And I would assume if I'm an elected official in the city of Chicago or in the state, that everybody's wired up and be careful. Absolutely. How in the city of Chicago do you think you're going to get away with this? Knowing what we know about the scrutiny. I mean, there's also a certain amount of you got to be a little bit on the dumb side to think you're going to get away with it. Yeah, it, it, and that's a great question. And even uh, more, to me, silly is the amount of the money here. Carrie Austin, th- this is corrupt, obviously, what they've alleged. But it's not for like a million dollars, right? No. This is a, a kitchen <laughs> remodel a and a sump pump. Yeah, which can be expensive. But if you look at the history <laughs> yeah. of these things, it's five, seven, ten thousand dollars, and to go to jail or ruin everything, lose your pension. 
uh, all this because of that. That to me, the stupidity of the the if you're going to go big, man, you know, go for ten million. You're going to jail the same <laughs> right? amount of time. Right? That comes from Pat Brady. I'm going to throw that out there right now. <laughs> to your point too, though, you're absolutely right. I mean, reading through this, you know, sixteen plus page indictment, you know, there's text messages between. Carrie Austin and her chief of staff, you know, and the text messages are detailed in the indictment. Quote, make sure they do my heating and air. If I get what I want next week, it's worth it. You know, you want to say, okay, you're texting that you're this. People could. This doesn't just go away when, yes, you, when you delete say, a text. If you're going to commit a crime, make sure you have an electronic, you know, uh, a burner. You know, a, well, no, no. I'm just saying there's an electronic trail of your crime these yes. days. What well, she did everything short of videotape herself doing exactly. It. Yeah, and that evidence is so damaging that it's just you have to plead. There's no way you're going to trial on something like that. Maybe she will. She is older. Funny thing with Carrie Austin, um, her, hus- her husband passed away in, I think, in 94, Newell Austin. She took his seat on the city council. And then about four years later, her boyfriend, Bobby Jackson, gets indicted for uh, pilfering the Dixmore Park District. I, you might remember that That's one. Right. On yes. Good that was grief. her boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Unbelievable. Bruce, just FYI, nepotism. Oh, I patronage. figured that part out, right? Yeah, this is, you know, like Pat saying, let's go for coffee. I I, <laughs> I, I, I figured out that there's a hell of a lot of that going on in the, in the city of Chicago as, uh, again, we're reacting to Alder, alder person, uh, am I saying that I'm That's supposed to perfect. say? Yep. Alder person, Carrie Austin, was indicted in a bribery scheme, which is basically, we'll do some home improvement in order to secure your help in getting this deal done for the city right a contract for the city quid pro quo yes bribery whatever whatever you want to say so pat i thought it was interesting you said that that is is at the root of this at least when it comes to older persons in chicago the amount of power they have because i don't know of a lot of other city councils around the united states where people are going to jail all the time yeah i mean there's some other good examples I mean, on both coasts and, and here we just i think have the reputation for it. but there are a lot of problems probably with the structure of the alderman point one being there's probably too many of them I mean, there's 50 yeah and they probably need to be half that size but you're exactly right bruce the the amount of power they have within the ward to control and most of these cases do involve zoning or real estate and development and favors that way it needs to be changed and i know during the political or the mayor campaign to two years or so ago this was a big issue on curtailing that power but that's a tough power to pull back because that is the biggest power they have i did not realize though too in the indictment they talk about this the east get a million three for um a, a fund to hand out money within their ward i mean god talk about an opportunity <laughs> <laughs> like, here you go. here's a million dollars to hand out little little yeah. walking around money just slapping in people's hands yeah it is bizarre the system and basically you're asking them Good luck. It's kind of like with Congress. You're asking them to vote to get rid of their own power. Good luck. Right. Or yeah. get rid of money. Good luck. Yeah. Well, you know, here's another point, though, too. And maybe they need to make the sentences stiffer. Um, and when you do this stuff, make it a, it's a different it's a federal sentencing scheme, but make it a 30-year felony. And maybe not these three-and-a-half-year things. I mean, Bogoyevich got, I thought, an appropriate sentence. Rod Bogoyevich, our former indicted governor, Maybe that's what you got to do because there's no right now. There's no disincentive. It doesn't seem to bother them. Yeah, and also do it doesn't seem like there's a lot of repercussions. You know, this is the the third alder alderman alder person indicted, a third sitting alderman indicted this year. The second to face charges. 
Alderman Burke was one, too. He's still on the city council. Carrie Austin. Shouldn't there, I mean, there should perhaps be a repercussion that if you are indicted, Under not, indictment. I know you're not convicted, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. maybe either step aside or resign the seat. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't bad. think that's going to happen either. Yeah, they probably legally can't because you're presumed innocent. Of but course, I, there, right. there needs to be some kind of reform. But you know what? If we were doing this radio show 70 years ago, we'd be talking about the same thing. Same thing. Yes. Yeah, right. Except they had powdered wigs or something. All right. Hey, Pat, thank you so very much. We appreciate your insight into it. Happy fourth to you. He's Pat Brady, a political analyst. uh, As another alderman, it's another day, another alderman indicted. By the way, if you want someone on your golf team, Pat Brady. Do we want Pat Brady? Oh, he's the best. He's a really good golfer. Because if we want to beat Howell. Like, the, the morning show is going to beat the afternoon show? Yes. We're going to help. Let's stack the force. Oh, there help. we go. I'm yes. going to call Phil Mickelson. I'll see what nice. we can do. All right. Let's, uh, Lefty. We're, we're going to need, yes. we're going to need ringers. Okay. Phil's our new intern. And we'll just say, he's an intern. Yeah. And he's just here. Smack the potato around a little bit. Hey, good morning. We appreciate you spending some time with us today. A reminder, there is a podcast of this show. You can find it wherever you find podcasts. I find mine uh, at the Apple Store. And you can subscribe to this show, The Bruce and James Show. Uh, you can have it delivered to you whenever you want. You can yeah. also go to WLSAM.com. We have a podcast section. You can get that as well. So if you missed any parts of the show, you want to go back, <laughs> I realize maybe for legal reasons, <laughs> I can't believe that idiot said that. Yes, it still lives on. I get mine at Dawn's it, Dynamite Hut. Dawn's yeah. Dynamite. Same place uh, I get my dynamite. As I get the podcast there. As well you should. Uh, <laughs> yesterday... Uh, a lot of us were reacting, and, and I got a sense that the reaction was pretty uniform. A, a sense of shock that Bill Cosby was suddenly released from prison um, by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. And not just released, but released with a caveat, he can't be charged again. In other words, kind of closing the book on the on this whole chapter. And it was all over a technicality. We had some legal experts talking with us that... While he might, quote-unquote, be free, is he really innocent? Joining us right now is Dr. Stephen Mintz. And uh, uh, Dr. Mintz, first off, it's great to have you join us right now. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Well, you know, I, I think maybe you, you share in a lot of us, it, it, it is confusing, uh, if you will, that, that Bill Cosby was released. But also, it, it does get into a whole thing about kind of ethics and morals and kind of where Bill Cosby now exists in our world. Where are you on this? Well, yeah, it was pretty shocking to see him released and to be released so quickly. It seems as though um, this is what the system wanted. It was seemed to be a, mis- a mistake they made in the first place, and they mm-hmm. were trying to remedy it. But beyond that, the behavior was obviously unethical by Cosby. I mean, he admitted in his testimony, in a deposition, in a civil matter, which is where he got in trouble for his actions, he admitted he had drugged women for sexual favors. Right. So obviously that's not an ethical action. You're taking advantage of others who are sort of relying on you, maybe even to advance their career. So, you know, I like to say as a professor of ethics, ethics pays. And being ethical is a good thing. And in the long run, it will help you. Well, here's a case where it didn't help him, perhaps because of a legal technicality that could be argued. But in any case, it just really makes me uh, sit back and, and j- just discuss this whole issue from an ethical, moral point of view. 
Yeah, it'll give you good fodder for the classroom, if nothing else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a, this yeah, is going to be yeah. a debate for the, for the ages. Yeah, Dr. Mintz, I, I, I want to ask you, too, about the response to Bill Cosby's release, too, mm. specifically by a, a fellow educator, now oh. Felicia Rashad, who's a dean at Howard University's Chadwick Boseman College of Fine Arts, who tweeted in support of Bill Cosby. So I'm just curious as to your reaction to other people's responses to Bill Cosby's release in thinking that this was some sort of exoneration, which it was not. Right, right. No, he wasn't found innocent of the charges. He was released on a legal technicality. Mm -hmm. What's not that surprising to me that Felicia Rashad would come out and support, after all, she was played his wife on the Cosby show for many years. I'm sure he, uh, she gained an attraction and a liking for him because he seems to have been a very likable guy, certainly from the shows sure. and the performances. And the fact that others have come out, some in Hollywood for sure, again, reflects uh, he was sort of a beloved person during his time. He was referred to as America's dad. Mm. His shows, uh, I Spy, Fat Albert, and otherwise, um, just catapulted him to stardom. And that's why a lot of people are coming out. They felt badly for him. They're happy to see him out. But, you know, there are those who are questioning it as well. Obviously, the women who are alleged to have been sexually assaulted are questioning it. And I think it's a travesty of justice from that point of view. We're talking to Dr. Stephen Mintz, a professor of ethics, if you will, with quite a long list of of, uh, of, of things behind your name there. Uh, by the way, San Luis Obispo is lovely. I spend a lot of time yes, out there. <laughs> he worked at uh, Cal Poly Slow, as we call it. So, yeah. uh, the ethics portion of it kind of fascinates because I think there's some people out there that might be conflicted. And maybe it's more in the world of celebrities sometime where we have this image of the person and then we maybe have facts or data points that don't they don't uh, support that image. And we get a little conflicted on on how we should feel about a person. And I think Bill Cosby is an example of one of those. I agree with you. We certainly have the image of a very good person, a loving person, a family person who wanted to do good. I think part of his image was being an ethical person because he was teaching his kids in the Cosby show right from wrong. So what's not to like? Mm. And, yeah, obviously the facts don't match now that we know what we know about the sexual assault. Of course, this isn't the first time it's happened to a Hollywood star. always sticks out in my mind is Harvey Weinstein, who was very respected for all his movies, but in his case, he wasn't uh, beloved, let's say, as Bill Cosby was, so there's, you know, nobody really uh, claiming he was uh, improperly treated or um, supporting his behavior. You you really hit the nail on the head with these ethical issues, and sometimes people don't realize what those are because they don't understand what ethics is. In this case... The key issue that led to his release was due process. He wasn't given his due process rights because he was guaranteed Mm -hmm. not to be prosecuted by the original DA, so that was shut off. You could say his First Amendment right was also compromised, and a basic fairness to Bill Cosby. Of course, you can argue fairness to the victims as well. So there are a lot of these ethical issues that we deal with, 
right versus wrong. I was thinking the other day, you know, because I've been interviewed a lot about the cancel culture. Sure. That what would have happened, or what will happen, perhaps, now that he's been left out. I don't think he'll be canceled. I think it's too late. He might have been canceled at the time of the original decision, Yeah, but uh, it's not going to happen now. Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree with you. Thank you very much, Dr. Mintz. We appreciate your time today. He's Dr. Stephen Mintz, uh, professor of ethics. Yeah, I, I don't think Bill Cosby is going to be able to go on a rehabilitation tour and, you know, become America's dad again. I, no. I, I, I think that it's... It's set in stone it's who over. he is yeah. and, and and whether the court let him uh, whether the, the the Supreme Court let him out of prison is irrelevant to the fact that he's pretty much admitted to doing everything he was convicted of. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that is not in dispute. The facts are not necessarily in dispute, but there was a a technicality in the law. Happy Fourth of July weekend early. Uh, we hope it's going to be a happy one. But you know what? That doesn't mean there aren't going to be some concerns. And we've had an opportunity to talk a few times about this. And so thank you, <coughs> Alderman Lopez, for making some time to join us again with the 15th Ward. You are one of now more than 20 aldermen um, who are genuinely concerned about what this weekend is going to look like, at least when it comes to violence. Can you update us the latest on your emergency meeting? So in about three hours or so, the city council will be convening. Superintendent Brown will be uh, scheduled to be on deck to talk to us and elaborate on what his strategy is to keep Chicago in safe. And I just want to say, after watching his press conference yesterday, I hope he comes with a better answer than he gave to the press corps because to hear that we're going to do more of the same that we've been doing since Memorial Day is not going to work. Clearly, violence has continued. It has escalated. It is evolving ever more lethal ways of killing people. And to say we're just going to continue this steady the course is not the answer any of us want to hear. Well, you could certainly make the argument that what they have been doing previously is not working, at least not to a level that's acceptable to the citizenry or you as an alderman, because you're hearing it from your constituents. We we had two stories just uh, last night of, of, of children struck, two in the afternoon, yep. eight o'clock, mm-hmm. innocent people. Uh, not involved in crime, not involved in a gang, not 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 engaged in criminal activity. You've got to be concerned for, you know, the people you represent. At, at the risk of causing an uproar again, yes, it's the innocent lives that are being gunned down every day that worry me. And even as he was giving his press conference, we had that eight-year-old boy that was yeah. shot in the head. We had a toddler shot uh, in the evening. One uh, month old. 20 minutes after a five-year-old was shot. <laughs> and even on my own block last night, a young man who came home and just ran back to his car to get something he left, had a car, uh, car with gangbangers in it, pull up alongside him and shoot him through the, fi- through the mouth, out the back of his neck. Oh, my, my husband had to do the uh, compressions on his neck. Are to make you sure that kidding me? So no one can tell me, and shame on any alderman who thinks this is a stunt, that this is not real. We are seeing this live and in our face every day. And if they live in this fantasy world where violence doesn't happen, then they need to go be aldermen there because clearly they're not cut out for being an alderman in a city that's under siege. Good. Alderman, what would you like to hear Superintendent Brown say? I know the the days off have been canceled. Officers are on 12-hour days again. And and 12-hour day, 12-hour day, all weekend, all weekend. 
this doesn't seem to be the answer. What would you like to hear Superintendent Brown say that could possibly remedy this? We need to find out how we can reinstill back in our officers that the city has their back to go out there and catch criminals and put bad guys away. Right now, we know that we are targeting the wrong group. Everything that we do is to target the police as though they are all corrupt, evil, and bad. And that is simply not productive to asking them to put their lives on the line every day to keep our city safe. We need to come up with a plan to answer that first and foremost. We can work out everything else. We know that there are deployment issues. We know that there's uh, uh, some of these citywide teams are overly redundant and not very productive. Uh, but at the end of the day, it comes towards reinstilling faith back in our officers so that they can go out and do their job. They are so demoralized. They are so afraid of doing anything. And we see that time and again with these videos where officers are running from criminals, where officers are responding to a scene and not pursuing, where they're showing up and not able to do anything because their hands have been so tied or they're afraid of being sued or being held accountable for doing their job. We need to answer that. He needs to come up with a plan to move forward, knowing that that is what is holding us back. And part of that, Nothing else he says today is going to matter because it will not change our ability to make Chicago safe if we don't take that into account. We're Another Superman story is not going to do it. We're talking to uh, Alderman Ray Lopez representing the, the 15th Ward. And, and you, you talk about that um, pressure, if you will, on, on officers because it seems that the only conversations we've had about the Chicago police, at least recently, has been to... Um, uh, stop them from foot, foot pursuits or change the rules of foot pursuits. And it, it's been things that appear to the layman, I'm not in law enforcement, make it harder for them to do their jobs or ask them to not do the job that I thought they were supposed Guy with a gun on a street corner. Aren't you supposed to chase him? Yes. <laughs> I, I thought you were supposed to chase yes. him. You know, D don't you want to catch the guy with the gun? It appears that's not an obvious that's answer anymore. No, and we see that playing out daily just downtown a few days ago a gunman literally drove right past the police officer because he was not allowed to pursue them wow right, right yeah what how will that impact how does that impact our safety when criminals know that they could literally get away with murder as we saw on 63rd and artesian when there was a cop a block away they are so brazen that they know that there's nothing that that officer can do that if they get in the car and flee the officer cannot chase, chase them in their vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alderman, is it still on the table? I know there was a threat to take a vote of no confidence in Superintendent Brown if he didn't show up to testify. Mm -hmm. Would that still be on the table if, if you didn't get the answers that you were looking for? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that with that resolution is still active. However, I have no intention to call action on it today if he shows up. Mm -hmm. The purpose of that was to compel him to arrive to attend and if he attends i will consider that matter closed for the for today okay not well, that we won't revisit it later mm -hmm. sure well let's let's hope and 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 again i think it's coming from we, we know you i i i i don't mean to <laughs> I, I i i don't mean to sound too weird but we know alderman lopez yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know that where you're you're coming at this from a a point of the passion and the emotion I hear in your voice is a concern for your fellow man, is a concern for the people of Chicago. And as an elected official, you, you deserve to get some answers. We, we deserve to understand how this is, is going to get better. 
And it seems like we get things like we get some Bible verses that that seem a little irrelevant at times. We, we get we get a, a cherry picking of stats when they tell us, well, you know, yep. uh, killing murders are down. We should be we should be happy about this. Apparently, that that it, it, it there is a disconnect b- between the leadership and what I think the average citizen's feeling. Mm-hmm. There there is a narrative that they are struggling to maintain that everything is fine and everything is under control. That narrative politics is killing people right now. Mm. And shame on the mayor for always trying to distract and defend that narrative. Because what we see every day, what I saw last night, two houses over, is not fake. You can't blame Ed Burke for that. You can't blame racism for that. You can't blame that you're a woman on that. It is real. There are real things going on on the streets that you have to address. And if you refuse to acknowledge that and hide behind whatever issue you want to try to deflect towards, nothing will change in the city. And your constituents, Alderman, black, white, man, woman, Hispanic, everybody, a- yeah. everybody all, all just wants to be safe. That's it. Not, an, not an unreasonable expectation. Right. Don't care gender. Don't care about orientation. No. Don't care age. About- Exactly. Everyone wants to come home safe. Alderman Lopez, thank you. Uh, Appreciate your time. Good luck with the meeting today. Uh, Fight the good fight. Please keep it up. Uh, We'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll be watching you on Fox in in, in a few minutes. He's going to be on Fox. All right. He's doing TV today. Superstar. Oh, I see how. Thank you, Alderman. Alderman Ray Lopez with the 15th War. Uh, Happy Fourth of July. Uh, Again, one of uh, uh, over 20 aldermen who are demanding some answers, and rightfully so. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I don't know. If this doesn't constitute an emergency in the city of Chicago, well, what would? Right. I mean, how bad would it have to get? What's it going to take? Yeah. Right? They just want some answers. That's all. Okay. We've been playing. Oh, no. There you go. All right. Um, We all know that a lot of folks, quote, took the office home. Oh, yeah. You took a laptop home. Maybe you you, you cannibalized the printer. You needed that or a scanner or something, (laughs) right? Or you took some paper. You took some, possibly some copier paper. Work Uh. reasons. Exactamundo. And we know you stole some coffee pods. We're on to you guys, okay? But they weren't going to use it here anyway, so we figured you out. But as offices reopen, as people start coming back, and we're seeing it, the trickle's going to become a flood here, I think, relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. How many people are going to bring the home back into the office? Now, what do you mean by the home? So there's the people out there who talk about these things, the smarty pants. Um, said that bosses, companies are really going to have to rethink kind of what the office looks like because mm-hmm. people have gotten a little more comfortable. I can tell you one thing. Casual Friday? <laughs> <laughs> Casual Friday? Yeah. It's gonna, that's like formal wear now. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Casual yeah. Friday, I would wear that. I would, am I going, going to court? What am I doing? Yeah. Right? It's going to be more like casual Sunday. Uh-huh. All, all week long. People mm-hmm. are going to have to start wearing pants again. I, I not don't wearing, know. I'm not going to wear pants. I'm not going there. Our boss Marv hasn't worn pants. He, if he doesn't wear pants, we don't have to wear pants, exactly. right? So think of the dress code going out the window. I mean, just flat out the window because people have gotten comfortable to a certain extent. But it's funny because you said something about pets, right? I th- you think think about this. this. We know a lot of people are 
maybe hesitant to return to work. A lot of people are looking to maybe change jobs, careers, whatever. They're looking for the excuse. Um, it's a good time to be an employee. You yeah. know, there's competition for labor. Sure. If you say, I'm bringing Fluffy to work. I become attached to Fluffy over the pando. Oh, it's like your emotional support. I'm bringing yeah, Fluffy the, to work, and your boss says, no, no Fluffies at work? You're like, I'll go somewhere that will. Will they have to make concessions just to hold on to employees? I bet they will, yes. To a certain extent. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. That, that the employee has the power right now. And because of that, the workplace, whatever you say, your cubicle, your office, could start looking a lot different as employers have to accommodate the wishes of the people that maybe want the office to look a little more like home. Mm. So they might say yes to Fluffy, but no to, like, Cujo. I was okay. going to say, right. if they say it, yes, it to, I'm going out and getting a 200-pound St. Bernard. <laughs> just bringing it. Yeah, just with bring, the, riding with the, it in. With the barrel around its neck? <laughs> of course. Got, of course. Hello. I think they come with that. That's where you keep the whiskey. Yeah, joy. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's, uh, let's check in with uh, Jeff in Lake Bluff. Jeff, real quickly for us, what were the two songs that DJT scrambled up for you? They were Party in the USA and Born in the USA. Look at you. Nice. We figured out the USA theme. Happy 4th of July to you, by the way, Jeff. Not only is it a happy 4th of July, but you're going to go see Bachman Cummings at the Rosemont Theater Friday, September 10th. Good for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate you listening. And a happy 4th of July to El Jefe and all the rest of them out there. Uh, uh, We we do appreciate you playing along with DJ Cheese's scramble, Mm. right? We're going to jump into the 8 o'clock hour. Taking a look at the big stories that people are talking about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick it off. U.S. sprinter Shakari Richardson has reportedly failed a drug test. She just won. She just qualified for the Olympics and she may now miss the Tokyo Olympics for being on the weed cheese. Oh man, I got some breaking news. Supposedly breaking news. Unemployment rate drops to 5.9%. That's a good thing. Right? Yeah. Employers are set to add 850,000 jobs. we got to find 850,000 people. Ooh, that's true. There <laughs> you right? go. That's Absolutely. True. Hey, another Andrea? Chicago alderman has been indicted. No. Carrie Austin and her chief of staff. Shocking. Indicted and charged with bribery. Stone yeah. Cold Carrie Austin. Stone Cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Is, that. is that her real life? Name? I don't know. I just that's her new nickname that would to be me. Fantastic, right? If you ran for alt, what are you? Stone Cold, carry us. Yes, oh, that would be dope. I would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> it would be dope. Um, so this is obviously a huge travel weekend, and we, and we keep having these milestones. I, I want to see the TSA, which stands for Thousands Standing Around. Um, currently working Chicago and Midway, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. We've seen the numbers that airline passenger numbers are getting back to pre-pandemic levels. I would tell you, I think the only thing why they aren't back is the airlines aren't back. The airlines still aren't, haven't brought all the aircraft back. The airlines don't have as many, as a, as a frequent flyer, as a frequent, frequent, shout out to my friends at American. Um, they just aren't as many flights. Mm And every flight is completely full. And then when I, I fly into airports all the time, there's some here in Chicago, but especially warm weather. If you go to Phoenix, right? I'm saying, I'm just throwing out. Even I flew into Tucson 
you see all the planes lined up, parked, oh, yeah. empty, out in the back, 40. Wow. They're just, they're just mothballed. You oh, know what I'm man. saying? And we're learning the reason why is not because there's a demand. They can't find crews. Crews. We have all of the major airlines have been canceling flights, which I'm not trying to scare you ahead of your weekend, but be prepared. And they're not canceling it because there's a thunderstorm in Dallas mm-hmm. or because the Fitzer valve fell off of that one over there. And we need to replace the plane. They don't have a pilot. No, they don't have a crew. And therefore, this plane, th- that's what it happened to me. That's what you two said. weeks ago. Yeah, you got your flight I, I, I had canceled a Sunday flight. I had a Sunday flight at noon out of Washington, D.C. Saturday afternoon, I get the text message. From from American Airlines, your flight has been canceled. We're working to rebook you. What, 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 what do you mean, my flight's Not been canceled? Not delayed, canceled. Canceled. Yeah, uh, eighteen hours before it was scheduled to take off. I and I and so I called and I'm like, you, you need to level with me. What's going on? And the lady said, uh, "We already know we don't have a flight crew for that for that plane. We we're, we're, we have an employee shortage." And this is twenty four hours before almost twenty four hours before my flight. Should have said, I'll serve the drinks. I don't care. <laughs> they don't even give you drinks anymore. What are you no, kidding me? No, you don't even get drinks. <laughs> I you can do the speech. Right? Please keep you your seat in an upright yeah. position. You know the oxygen mask fall from the ceiling. Play, you, 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 play some here. Somebody, help me with little yeah. maggots, you know. If you sit in the emergency row, exit. I need you, I need a verbal yes. Can you help in the event of emergency? You'll How's your pointing? You just did it much better than Southwest does. Right? Um, But you know what? They are saying that because of that. And guess who else is having shortages? The thousand standing around. They're looking oh, higher. Yeah. So the lines are big. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to give you a pro tip. And it might be too late for some of you who are literally headed to the airport right now. <laughs> Get there early. <laughs> so there are levels. There's regular TSA. That line stretches out the front door sometimes. Yeah. It's miserable. Yeah. You got to take your shoes off. Uh, you got to get stripped down naked. You got to go through the little thing. They magnetometer to you. You know, my shoulder always goes off. I got enough titanium in my shoulder. Oh, you know, you set right? it off. They look at it. Then they want to pat you down. Like, uh-huh. what's in your shoulder? A plate. You put screws. your arms up in the air too. Yeah. If you get the, you got to do that thingy. I'm gonna need you to then, take that skin off. Sir. Then there's pre-check. <laughs> yeah, pre-check, pre-check. Let's you keep some of your stuff on. Okay, that's good, right? Mm-hmm. But even the, I got to tell you, I was at Terminal 2, pre-check line was pretty big, pretty big line, 30, 40 people in the pre-check line. Then there's clear. Yes. I don't clear. clear. Oh. No, I have the pre-check. I'm, the, I'm number two. Let me explain to you clear. Oh. As a guy who doesn't wait in line. And when I say I don't wait in line, I don't wait in line. Your eyes just lit up, by the way. They yeah. can be handing out $100 <laughs> bills, and I'm not waiting in line, okay? Clear is a private company where you can sign up at the airport. If you go a little bit early, you can sign up. I think it's $99 a year. I fly nothing. a lot. Well, that's, that's nothing. It's like on. a credit card fee. You walk nothing. up. They have a kiosk. It looks like, like an ATM machine. You look into it. It does your eye scan. And it goes, beep, recognizes you. You have your little pass. Spidoop. You scan it and you walk all the way to the front of the line and you go in. And I have pre check already. So I go right to the front of the pre check line and walk right on through. I can get from the curb to the gate in about seven minutes. No. Dang. I want that. For a hundred bucks a year. That's it. I'm that's doing a commercial so- for clear. Yeah, you are. I'm you doing a commercial. What? But you know what? When you. 
the one time I got it because I used to fly in and out of Los Angeles Airport, and LAX is miserable. Mm. And the pre and the the TSA line, the pre check line would would run out the front of the building, and I'm like, this is unacceptable. I'm not showing up two hours early for a flight. Ugh. I got a life, yeah. okay. And so I got that for the times when the lines are so long, you walk right up. Mm-hmm. Little eye scan and you're through. You don't have to show anybody an ID. You don't have to do no. Right on through. Yeah. Just a pro tip. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, because those lines are long everywhere. I mean, you used to think, okay, O'Hare, world's busiest airport. You're going to wait in the TSA pre-check. So you go to Midway. You have to wait there too. Yeah. Sometimes longer than O'Hare. Yeah. So be careful when you are flying this 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 weekend, realizing. There are fewer employees at the airport. There are fewer TSA employees. There are fewer airline employees. There are fewer uh, the the restaurants and shops. Some of them aren't open. Yeah, and I, are I not, even, right. when I was at I was at uh, O'Hare, I asked I can't remember I was asking something because one of the restaurants was closed. Oh, they never got open again. They go they don't they don't have enough employees to open. Oh, they sick. tried to open for a while and they had like we don't have enough staff. Yeah, pack your so, patience. Oh, people. you know what you ought to you ought to. You got to trademark that phrase. Pack That's your a good patience. one. Pack your patience. I'm, I'm I never take right. it. Now. Just that? That's good. I never, never take it. I always leave that at home. <laughs> I always my toothpaste, toothpaste and, and my, my patience. patience as a frequent flyer. <laughs> and I was just looking because I've I've done sixty thousand miles this year already. Dang, I've How, done sixty thousand. Yeah, I've done forty-one legs this it's year. Like five flights on Southwest. Yeah, I um, I want to help you with something. And something that really helped me for being as high strung as I might be, for being the negative Nelly that mm-hmm. I can be at times. I don't see. Worry that about side. things you can control. Yeah. Worry about things you can control. Just a little bit, a little tip, especially when you're traveling. You know what you can't control? Them canceling the flight because they don't have enough crew. I was like, all right. What's next? I'm like, you just tell me. Where where do I go from here? Yeah. I was on a flight. I, I you weren't here, so. When I flew over, my flight here, we were on board the plane. Then the pilot came on and says, bad news, plane's broken. We all need to get off. It's the worst. But we have another plane. You got to walk over to this other gate. So everybody groans, moans. I get Plane's broken. Hey, I don't want them to take yeah, off if the no. plane's broken. Yeah. I'm not, you aren't going to get a gripe out of me. Then we get on the next plane, and a thunderstorm rolls through. So we're delayed sitting on the ground because okay. there's a thunderstorm. And I mentioned this. Only because, a little bit of sympathy, the flight attendant comes on and she said, I realize we've had to switch planes. I realize we're sitting on the ground because of a thunderstorm. I would like to thank you all for being polite and for understanding. And she started to tear up. And she said, you've probably all seen the videos of people acting crazy on airplanes. (laughs) And I am just so thankful today that things that are outside of our control, that you have been uh, kind and and pleasant. I should get up and give her a hug, except right. the seatbelt light was on. I was like, you know. But there, there's a level of stress they're dealing with this Oh, week. man, I can imagine. Oh, God. And all thankfully, right? there wasn't one person who said, you know, I do have something to say about all <laughs> yeah, no, There's always one. Yeah. Can I get a water? I would like <laughs> to chime in. Good morning. God, it just feels so regal and majestic to it. talk over that, doesn't it? Yeah. Certainly more than I deserve. Bruce, Andrea, Cheese, infant producer Miranda over there. Hi, Miranda. Um, we've had a lot of conversations recently about, are the Olympics even going to happen? The Tokyo Olympics are having a bit of a pando outbreak over there. Yeah. Uh, concern about bringing in athletes from a hundred some odd countries from around the world. Some who've not been vaccinated, never vaccinated, maybe never will be because they come from countries that 
are at zero percent vaccinated, sticking them all together, uh, trying to hold a sporting competition is a, is it a wise thing? Are there going to be fans? Very few, if yeah. any, and they're they, not allowed to cheer. Not no cheering. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. No cheering. No cheering. <laughs> it's going to be like high school graduation. Hold your applause. Hold your applause till the end. Yeah. Till, yeah. Cheese. Uh, okay. oh, <laughs> We're just so excited we never thought he was going to make it. Yeah, never did. <laughs> I didn't meet the height requirement for a long time. You must be this tall to graduate. <laughs> but here's a question for you. Should marijuana use get you kicked out of the Olympics? And maybe the follow-up question is, does anyone believe that the weed makes you a faster runner? From everything that I know, it would slow you down. <laughs> I would gotta. I gotta believe. Yeah. Why do we bring this up? Shakari Richardson, and the and here's the way. If you don't know her name, you know her look. She qualified for the Olympic the Olympic trial. She had that or, orange, not red hair. It was. A, it's a wig. Miranda, can we talk about that? She wears wigs, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's not even a because I mentioned I, okay, it to I Audrey and she's like, "What? Well, that's a wig?" And I go, "Girlfriend, seriously." I know. I, I uh, let me just. I will. Her put, hair color changes every day. I'm raising my <laughs> hand and pointing myself. I I did not shock orange know that. like that's not natural. Bozo yeah. the clown hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at figuring out wigs. See, then that's good. That means anything. she has a good install. Then yeah, she's a super fast. Right? She's super fast. She is super fast. She is a favorite. To win the gold in the 100-meter dash. Uh-huh. But, and nothing matters before the but, we found out that she tested positive for marijuana in her system. Yes. Because of that, she's facing penalties. Right. And, and it's not, and you, and you started out by saying, should she be, well, it's not. It's not. It's not a debate with with the as far as the Olympics are concerned, right? According to you know the Olympia, the World Doping Anti Doping Agency, Mm -hmm. any sort of banned substance carries a four year ban from your sport. But and this isn't a good but either. If an athlete can prove that the drug was used outside of competition, like not to help her performance on the, Ah. the does anybody think the weed makes you faster? Yeah. However, yeah. if you can prove that you did it outside of the competition, it's a three-month ban. She mm. says she's admitted to this now, hasn't she? Yeah. She was actually on the Today Show this morning. And, I mean, short of coming out right out and saying it, she, she was referring to uh, uh, that she used marijuana days before those Olympic trials you just watched her at mm-hmm. after learning of the death of her biological mother. And she said she was dealing with stress and pain. And by the way, these these trials happen in Oregon where not only is weed legal, I think they hand it out to you. (laughs) They've got like, it's, you know, instead of having a a, A a jar of M&Ms in the middle, they just got a a jar of the weed. You you know what I'm saying? Like, how about it? Right, like in the hospitality tent, you know. So we know that it also can stay in your system. So the the idea that she would... Use marijuana, edibles, smoke, whatever, and then go out and run the fastest hundred meter. Like those two things are incompatible no, to me. Right, and right. and I think it's silly that we're still arguing about marijuana as this performance enhancing substance in any way, shape, or form. You've got major um, sporting agent uh, groups now 
that are just getting to the point where they're not going to test for it. Right. And you know what? And that's why that's there should be probably be a rule change be, taking into account everything that you just said. Steroids and marijuana are not the same. Not thing. the same thing at all. So there should be a rule change right now, though. The rule is no banned substance, period. Hmm. No controlled substance. Well, period. she could appeal it. Potentially, it's unclear. They don't know if U.S. track and field, how they will deal with it. So there's different layers of punishment and management when it comes to this. But as of right now, the shock of orange hair, Shakari Richardson, who had blonde hair, a wig on today. That yeah, also not her real and hair. I'm going to break this to you. That was not I know, her real hair either. I know. I'm going to need you guys to tell and me. When, when you see her tomorrow with blue hair? Not, not her, her real, real hair. hair. Just gonna now throw I it get it. <laughs> no. Oh, no, don't go there. Give that horsey back his hair. Boom. Nay. <laughs> Thank our you all for schooling me on yeah. the yeah. art of, yeah. of wigs. Anything. Yeah. Oh, Miranda, turn your mic oh, off. Don't tell oh, Stephanie. Stephanie's listening. For the love of God. <laughs> hey, if you've already tried, maybe you've gone online and you've tried to book dinner somewhere. Places are packed. Oh, yeah. People are getting out and about. They're looking to get out and about, which is why every day, Monday through Friday at 830, we get together and we try to tell you about some of these wonderful restaurants, places you can go and enjoy. We like to call it. <coughs> Andrea. Oh, you left me hanging, dude. I, I did on purpose today. Oh, I love that I wanted to, song. I, wanted to, I thought I was. I, I thought I was carrying them. I'm not good. You, like, you told yeah. me we're carrying. I thought them, I was see? carrying them, oh, and I wanted to confirm. hear how out confirm. of tune he was. And he did okay. No, no, that was I, I liked it. Dogs right now are howling oh. everywhere. <laughs> love that song. <laughs> I love that song. I do. It gets stuck in my head. It's like an earworm. Yeah. I, I still don't know how to pronounce Mark's name. Sparacino. Ah, not for nothing. Joining us right now, he is the chef and owner of multiple places, by the way. We'll start with Prosecco, which yeah. may be a more, more famous. Mark, first off, good morning to you. Hey, good morning to you, Bruce. Am I getting foodie with Bruce and Andrea this morning? There you are. Wow. Yes. There you oh are. God, I get to talk so to you. It is, it is catchy. Thank you. We are getting foodie. <laughs> so uh, uh, first off, Mark, again, we'll, t- we'll touch on a little bit of, of, about Prosecco. Fine Italian dining, a great place to go. Mm-hmm. How's it, how have things been going in your world, at, at least maintaining through a, a pando? Uh, first, thank you very much. I really appreciate you guys having me on this morning. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's been, uh, it's been quite an interesting year and a half. Um, you know, since, since March and we found out that we were being, uh, closed for three weeks mm-hmm. when the governor came on and said that we, I was with a, a big group of restaurateurs because we were already meeting about some issues that was going on as they were canceling all of these trade shows in Chicago and our reservations right. were falling apart. Uh, and we kind of looked at each other and said, yeah, right, three weeks. I mean, have we not been watching what's going on in Europe and in Asia? Right. So, uh, so we, were, we were already buckling in for a much larger storm. Um, and then we all, we, all, we all kind of pivoted and, and figured out what we could do and how we could survive. So many of my neighbors and, and close friends at our restaurateurs. Uh, and, and thank goodness the, the, the city uh, came out and supported us and, and uh, ordered uh, to go and pick up and uh we we at prosecco we just uh started selling a bunch of our sauces and prepared foods out in the suburbs we pick a different suburb every couple of days nice uh, take mm-hmm. pre- pre-orders and 
and we did what we had to do. And um, now we're you know we're ready to go back. We're we're roaring into it. It's it's very busy. Yes. Uh, restaurants, like you said, it's it's hard to get reservations. We're over over capacity. We're understaffed, and uh, but we're a uh, uh, a very strong uh, type of people. I think yeah. go into the restaurant business. Right? You have so, to be right. Right. Uh, thick right. skinned might be a good way to put it. And loyal customers yeah. too, Mark. Because I'm telling you, your pasta is just out of this world. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Man. god. Oh, Andrea, thank you so much. Oh. I really appreciate that. And that's one of the reasons this group uh, approached me to uh, be the consulting chef and now partner at Fame Supper Club, uh, 151 West, I'm sorry, 157 West Ontario. So a year ago or a year and a half ago, they, they had this beautiful uh, reconcepted nightclub for this space. And uh, it's right there on, on uh, Ontario, uh, just east. Uh, well Street, uh, we've got a late uh, liquor license, and they o- opened up, and uh, within a couple of days of opening, uh, they were shut down for, like the rest of us, for three weeks, uh, and then yeah. fully shut down, because the nightclub industry was even um, hit harder than yeah. us. Yeah, yes. They, they, couldn't yeah. Even, they couldn't even do anything. Anything at all, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, they, they couldn't do anything at all, and... Uh, so, you know, they, they, they reconcepted the last uh, maybe three or four months. We've been, we've been working on this project. We're still calling it Fame. It's, uh, now it's more of a supper club. Um, it's a, a globally, ins- we're going to have a globally inspired menu. Um, they, they liked my, my Italian, and, but they wanted to, to offer a few more uh, food groups. Mm-hmm. and wanted to appeal to uh, maybe a, a greater diversity of people. We have a, a young clientele that wants to go out and have a, a nice dinner, but then they, then they might want to hang out and do some other things. So we actually have, it's a, it's a uh, multi-level venue. We've got a nightclub upstairs, got a proper restaurant downstairs. So this isn't uh, a, a bar food by, by any means. This is uh, going to be an elevated modern american food uh but there's a there's a global inspiration uh where we're pulling from europe and asia and america and uh i've thrown together a couple of gentlemen that have worked with me for a long time uh to lead the kitchen uh daryl uh has worked for me and and luke my uh chef de cuisine and uh and sous chef worked for me for a number of years uh at my first restaurant at my catering business and and at Prosecco, so um, I was able to find a spot for a couple guys that I trust and I think are very good to, that I can work with. Is that the place and, that used uh, to be Rodman's nightclub? Yeah, I think you're right. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, it used to be Dennis Rodman's. <laughs> I think it's got some got some history. Got some tied history into it. There. That's a great it was, location. Uh, a great it, spot. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was a it was a comedy club. I remember once upon a time. Uh, so right now there's a brand new Target that just opened up across the street. It used to be an Infinity dealer, and now uh, it, it's it's a Target. So the na- the neighborhood certainly is picking up. You know we're right right in, in the middle of the ri- of River North. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we're we're in a bit we're in a busy neighborhood with a light uh, with a late uh, uh, liquor license. So uh, so after people are are you know done dining downstairs and enjoying some of our things you want to talk about the food a little bit please no we want to learn a little Mm -hmm. bit about i mean we're talking dinner and a show for goodness sakes let's talk dinner all right all right 
All right. So, uh, you, hey, listen, I need someone to play the music when I go long because... Uh, <laughs> the could, Oscar song. I could, I could talk about this stuff. You got, you, uh, how about this? You got about a minute, minute and a half. How's that grab you? Okay. Well, oh, my God. I know. <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking for 10 minutes already. Okay. So, uh, so they, they came to me with a number of things. And it was all over the place. And I said, well, listen, I can make all of those foods. I, I, had a, I had a catering business for a number of years. I worked at a bunch of restaurants and hotels. I said, I can make whatever you want. It's going to be up to you guys to identify this to people. So uh, we're doing a, a uh, uh, spicy tuna, crispy rice um, that can match any of the great uh, 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 sushi uh, bars that you've been to in mm-hmm. Chicago. Um, I've got uh, a soy glaze salmon uh again that can stand up against any japanese restaurant i I feel in chicago obviously we're going to be featuring some wonderful pastas and italian food we're going to be doing some um some spanish uh and we're going to be doing some like touch of americana like they they wanted to have this uh supper club vibe and they wanted something like uh prime rib but we weren't going to be doing prime rib but we're, we're going to be doing a uh like a french dip cheeseburger uh, wow. and, and we're going, and, and then we'll have a little au jus on the side that you oh, can dip into God. with a horseradish sauce and some gruyere. And, uh, of course, you're going to be able to put some bacon and some uh, fried yeah, egg I mean, on that. Gotta you got to have some bacon. What are we? We'll bacon on anything. We'll bacon on anything. It's good. Mm, oh, my <laughs> God. Mark, this sounds fantastic. This and so and, and are we up and running yet, or are we close? Where are we at with this? Okay, so we are, we are, we are very close. Uh, the kitchen is all assembled. The dining room is mostly assembled. As you can imagine, uh, the, the biggest complaint of restaurateurs uh, in Chicago is, hey, where do we get staff? staff. Yeah, so yeah. We're, 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 still, we're still staffing up. Okay. So many people have opened and are, are opening. Their, we're, we're understaffed. People have to really give us all a little bit of a break if they can and be understanding. You're here. Uh, yeah. we're, trying to, we're trying to serve 300 people, but we have enough staff for 150 of them. But we're all doing our best uh, to, to, to get open and to stay open. Deal. So I hope that people are understanding that they're tipping the crap out of their, their servers. Yes, they're sir. going out to eat, and they're, they're coming with a little bit of patience. There you go. Yeah, pack there it. it is. We're there. Pack your patience. Pack the patience. I love this Mark, idea. Because thank you so, so you, very much. You always want to go out and eat and then go have this? a drink. Can we do this one, one day when we have more than... 15 minutes to talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah, if you, you come in and bring food and yeah, bring some drinks, yeah. We dip in and our burgers and our jus. And then every once in a while, we'll talk about food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. Mark Spartacino, the chef, the owner, not only of Prosecco, but of the new yeah. Fame Dinner Club opening soon. Ciao Outstanding. Bello. We appreciate Mark and his time today. Happy 4th of July to him. Um... Bruce, Andrea Darlis, and DJ Cheese, would you, if you had the opportunity, go to space in this day and age? The reason I ask that is <laughs> because apparently every billionaire on the planet is building his own spaceship. Yeah. But by the way, do they know something we don't know? Ooh, Are they all trying yes. to get off Earth? Is there like a billionaire's club to like, you know, you guys are going to get about six months to get the hell off this place? Really? I mean, it's 2021. What wouldn't you believe, right? Yeah. yeah. So while uh, allegedly the Elon Musk's, Jeff Bezos's, and, and now Richard Branson's of the world are all in a race to go, go to, to space. space. Oh, oh look at you right? right there. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe they know something we don't. Maybe they have no intention of coming back. Is these one-way trips? But you guys are all in. I'm in. I'd You're go. all going. I would go. If you could go, why wouldn't you go? Because I don't want to throw up in space. That's your number one Come concern. On. I don't want to get sick. I don't want to Ralph in space. I don't like being sick. Nobody that's all likes I could being think. sick. But that's all Do you I get motion sickness normally? Never. I could well, ride a boat. Why is this a concern? I could fly in a plane. I don't want to spin around and have the zero gravity and not be able to. You don't have to spin. The they spin because they want to. <laughs> it's not part of the thing. Like all of a sudden, you you stand up and all you start spinning like a top. I That's just, not how it works. These awful visions of just being sick on the crew and my friends and Jeff Bezos and you and Cheese. Apparently, <laughs> I'm afraid of throwing up on Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I don't want to throw up on Richard Branson either. <laughs> That would be a goal for me. I want to throw up on Jeff Bezos. You would. Right? I would, I would hope that we could convince you that you're not oh. going to Ralph on Jeff Bezos and you would go with us into space because I'm... Would I, get, would I get paid? I'm, in. I'm a hard... Paid? I'd pay for the pleasure. Watching me get sick? Or? No. <laughs> if it was reasonable, you know. But I, w- I would love to go... I would I, think yeah. that would be amazing. My stomach's like queasy just no, but thinking think about it. You. you always see that in movies. They're sitting there looking out that window and there's the that big little, blue marble. Blue yeah. oh, look at you guys geeking out. See? I'd look at all your pictures. I'd look at like, your Instas. Well, I'd, Bruce's I'd Instagram would be sick. Uh, yeah, it, it would be, be cool. lit. No doubt about it. I, uh, um, I would tell you that um, being that I, I, I don't have that... Um, self-preservation gene to begin with like it's just never been a concern of mine that if we were in the 60s and we were talking about going to space and about every other week you watch one of these bleeping rockets blow up you yeah, can go yeah, yeah. i don't know i gotta tell you yeah make sure your will's filled out before you go in that because there's a 50 50 chance you're not coming back right that that space travel was a hell of a lot riskier it seems like we're getting better at it i know doesn't it it does. Maybe they could create some sort of a chamber where I could, where I don't have to move. An and anti-puke I chamber. Yes. You know they have the seatbelts on these things. I, you know, I don't want to hit my head. There as we are take it seatbelts on spaceships. It's you're not just floating at all I'm times. Just get in and bounce off the walls. Try Yay. not to break anything while you're at it. I'll live vicariously through you. We're gonna guys. go in Mach twelve or what? Good grief! I'll be super happy for you. Well, Andrea, I, listen. The fact that you don't want to go to space with Cheese and I. Yeah. First off, we're taking it personally. And secondly, I'm going to need to have my faith in humanity to restore the little on this because it sounds like the trip of a lifetime. It's on you to take us out on the high today. Well, how about this? Chicago police officers on Monday surprised a group of little kids with a brand new basketball hoop. This is in the 6th district. They saw the kids playing instead with a milk crate. And oh, a deflated basketball. And yeah. a deflated yeah. basketball. So they uh. saw the kids. They said, "This we can't do this. So two uniformed officers, uh, they carried a brand new box with a hoop inside. They got new basketballs for the kids in the neighborhood. Uh, there's pictures on Twitter of the little kids now holding their new basketballs, brand new basketball hoop. Uh, nine police officers uh, were there opening, uh, delivering the presents to the new kids, three boys and a little girl holding their new basketballs in their front yard. They are so happy. And the officer stuck around to play a little game of hoops. Nice. That is fan-flipping-tastic. Isn't that great? Oh, outstanding. Thank you for restoring yeah. our faith in humanity. Oh, but I'm assuming that the flat basketball is where LeBron learned how to play. Because that way, if you don't have to dribble, you can't get called. He never dribbles. Oh, yeah. Doesn't there dribble. You go. He inbounds he the ball, it around. bounces it twice, and then dunks. Yeah. And I'm like, really? 
<laughs> he needs a new basketball. Don't people need to dribble every once in a while? Yeah. Andrea Darlis, thank you so much for spending time with us the last couple of days. Thank you yeah. for having me, Bruce and Cheese appreciate, and everybody. I love you guys. Appreciate you filling thank in. You. Outstanding work. Uh, Andrea and I are very thankful also of the work that... Uh, MG and the Posse are yes. doing over there in Mission Control. They hit all the buttons, mm-hmm. right? Also, in from producer Miranda on the other side of Double Pane Bulletproof Glass. Hello, Miranda. All right. Uh, and DJ <laughs> Cheese working the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. Plus, he's not going anywhere. Nope. He's Nick Gale. Ooh, he's Nick got Gale. news, traffic, weather, information, everything you need to know. And happy 4th of July weekend to you, Nick. Yes. Oh. Happy 4th. celebrate that yeah, all the yes. way. Have a safe Happy weekend. We'll catch you back on the other side of it. You guys have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. Yeah, stay safe. And listen to WLSA 890.